Well, welcome everybody. Here we are at week nine we of our uh, 10 Reasons Why. So we are really getting towards the end. We're hurtling through them. Unbelievable. We're almost there. It's crazy, isn't it, Adam? Crazy journey. Um, yeah, and tonight we are, or today, whatever, I don't know what time it is, we are talking about beating burnout. Beating burnout. I love beating burnout. Just, <laughs> uh, yeah, the pace of life and just adapting to just the ongoing demands of life. Yeah. It's exciting. Exciting. And Adam, I know this was something that was kind of close to your heart because you don't do maybe one of the easiest professions. No. And it would maybe... No, not quite be an area where you know it's challenging you want to tell people about and if, we, if people have heard podcasts before they maybe know what you do but if somebody's just tuning in for the first time tonight they maybe don't know what you do and why you feel you can speak into this particularly yeah so 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 i'm a social worker and uh, I, I always feel you know funny when i tell people i'm a social worker because they, they you know they preconceived ideas of what I do um, but it is a highly demanding job the turnover of staff is like you wouldn't believe staff who get burnt out because it's just never ending demands yeah. so working in frontline social work children and families the stereotypical social worker what I do it's just the pace is relentless there's always something to do there's always someone to speak to there's always a child to go and see and it is relentless and I see the impact of it on yeah. not not the families I work with I don't mean that but the staff that I work with yeah. and the people that I work around you see the ongoing demands the never-ending pace and actually it results in people getting burnt out just yeah. physically emotionally totally exhausted yeah um, because if you think about it it's not necessarily just the pace but it's the types of situations the that emotional burden to deal of it all with. absolutely yeah, yeah. The, the situations that you deal with the, the rawness of families and the vulnerabilities and abuse and, and all sorts of things that you face so you're not just dealing with high volume of stuff but the yeah as you say the, situations, the type, of work, the type yes. of work that you find yourself in emotionally draining physically draining and people doing that every single day for months and months and years and years it causes them to burn out and just to be totally fatigued so I'm passionate about it because I've been there for eight years and... And you're still going. I'm still going <laughs> yes. by the grace of God. I am where uh -huh. I am. But, do you know, I'm still going and haven't experienced that. Yeah. Um, so I feel I can really speak into it. Fantastic. So if we were to... Because sometimes it's like, you know, we say all these words and we've kind of described it a little bit. But, you know, if you were to try and describe what burnout actually looks like or give us a bit of a definition for it if some people are going like what, what exactly do they mean by that can you give us a description yeah so so burnout really is the it, it's exhaustion in a physical sense or in an emotional sense or, or in your motivation and usually it's in and around the result of like prolonged stress or being in a certain situation for far too long it's usually frustration when you're in that process for a long time in the work capacity mm -hmm. but it can be that feeling of energy depletion where you're depleting yeah. completely in your energy you're completely exhausted your your mental uh, state is that it results in cynicism negativity because you've been in that same situation such as work or family situation and you've been playing a role for a very long time and it's not changing yeah. and it's groundhog day day after day yeah. after day and that that's burnout where you get to that point where you're just completely exhausted yeah. is this ever going to change yeah how will i get through this and uh, yeah so a lot of the research is done in a work context mm -hmm. but it, it's not solely related to a work context you can find that whatever role you play in life um but yeah it's influenced by the pace and the demands of life yeah 
Absolutely. I, I always think of it as like there's nothing left in the tank. I think yes. that's at times how I've described it or I've had other people describe mm. it. It's like all natural resources gone. Nothing left to give. And there's nothing left to draw from. Right. It's just I'm basically at empty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, do you think the pace of life is getting faster? Because, you know, yeah. is this just sort of a modern day thing or... Have we always struggled with these things? You know. Yeah, I think there's always been demands placed on people for sure in work and in family and in life. But I think it is getting faster. I think the world and life is getting so much faster. I mean, I think if you look the last 100, 150 years, how things have mm-hmm. changed, such as communication, transport. Do you know, these things have developed at an exponential rate. The, the changes in the world, it's actually quite crazy. So the internet it comes along, social media is a massive thing now. So if you think about communication, everything is so instantaneous now. So yeah. take social media as a prime example. We have now gone from sending letters to one another as a means of communication. Not that I'm actually old enough that I did that, but you know, you send... No, tell not, me you were you know I, mean? I, was, I was born with Facebook, but you know, like, so it's... Seriously? No, I'm only joking. No. Um, <laughs> I'm, a ni- I'm a 90s child, you know. Uh-huh. So it's like we used to do things like that but now it's a case of you get your approval and your relationships and your communication through likes and comments and shares which are instantaneous every second you can speak to someone Mm -hmm. on the other side of the world so we're used to getting reward dopamine hits in our Mm -hmm. brain instantaneously Mm -hmm. and that pace is replicated throughout our way we communicate with each other and i think our attention span it's totally changed as well. It's frightening, isn't it? Because I, I had this conversation with my son, Ben, who he produces like reels for yes. Instagram. And he was even talking to me when we were doing like YouTube videos. And he's like, but mom, that's completely the wrong style because everything needs to be almost like syncopated, I would say. Yeah. It's all cut all the time, which I find really irritating. Yeah. It's almost like the talking and then they cut it and they cut it. And yeah, everything needs to be short, snappy. You've got to get the information as quickly as possible. And that replicates it whenever we're in our work and our family. We want things as quickly as possible. So mm-hmm. if you look at social media now, videos have gone from minutes and minutes on end. YouTube videos to now, there used to be then a minute and a half. Then now they're usually a minute, now 30 seconds. And now there's a thing, reels and shorts where yes. it's like six to eight seconds is like crazy i think that's r- roughly the average of a youtube short or a ray or a reel because it's like get the information as quick as possible get the dopamine hit as quick mm-hmm. as possible everything's got to be as yes. fast as possible yeah and we don't because um i know we've talked on the podcast about the work that caroline leaf does and mm-hmm. for me it was fascinating to see actually she, she uses this example where um she gets the husband to come up on stage one time and she was saying, um, telling him to just keep taking a bite of an apple and take, take another bite, take another bite, take mm-hmm. another bite. And almost to this, almost like he's choking to love him. But she was showing like, whenever we're doing that, that's what we do to our brains when we scroll. Because yes. each time we look at something, we're getting our brain to take in information. Mm-hmm. And then, so that we look at something else and we're taking, and that sense of we're overfeeding ourselves right. and our minds aren't designed to cope with that, we're almost bombarding them. To be able to process it. Yes. Your brain just can't do it that quickly. Yeah. It's like it's like multitasking as well. I mean, yeah. how many people watch the TV or they're on their laptop while trying to work or do something else? Multitasking's a myth. Like yeah. we, we actually can't do it. It's mm-hmm. what, what happens is you constantly jump from your brain thinking about this, then your brain thinking about that, then that, then that, then that. And mm-hmm. that just, it's not actually focusing on one thing. Yeah. Your brain just doesn't know which way to work. Uh, but that's the way we operate yeah. is to jump from one thing to the next. And, and I, I see that in social work. It's mm-hmm. you deal with this call, you deal with the police, then you're in a school, then you're in court, then you're writing a report, then you've got to deal with the emotional draining mm-hmm. situation that you were just in an hour ago. And that just causes yes. physical reactions in people, yeah. stress and burnout. Yeah. Because we're actually not designed 
to cope with all of those things that's right coming at us all mm. we're not superhuman yeah and actually you know but i think sometimes we're afraid to say like hold on a minute this is a bit too mm. much or i just need a bit of time for myself or because it can almost be seen as a thing of weakness like seriously you're absolutely right we were we were busyness like a badge of honor mm-hmm. do you know like the busier i am the more things i do in my life the more balls that i'm juggling the more plates i'm spinning then the more successful and the more God's going to use me and the more things mm-hmm. I'm doing and the more he'll bless me. And there, there's a better way to do yeah. it. There's a better way to have a pace of life that operating from rest where burnout doesn't touch you. Yeah. But the yeah. world doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Because they think the more I do, the more I am. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, do you personally find at times that you're slipping? Because I know for myself, you know, I read research. I love listening to all this stuff. And yet I still struggle at times to slow my pace down. Mm-hmm. You know, I, the multitasking thing is something that I find myself doing like in the mornings, just racing to get things done and then yeah. feeling really proud of myself if I have got those sure. things done. I'm like, yeah. oh, well done, Penny. You got managed to do this, 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 this. As if like, go girl, weren't you great for doing all that? As opposed to why did I really rush? Am yeah. I not really trusting Lord that I'll get done what needs to be done? That's right. So for you, Adam, are there some things where you well, yeah, find I think, yourself? I think there's, there's practical examples that I'm sure nobody else who's listening to this does whatsoever. But, you know, thinking of um, sticking to the speed limit, like, you know, that's literally something that people feel, I'm sure not everybody does it at all. Sticking to the speed limit is the one we feel like we have to rush, we have to go quicker, we have to go faster. Mm-hmm. Whether it's joining the the shortest queue in the shop. Well, you wait. would never do that. Never. I am patient. <laughs> I can wait with joy. I think Joyce Meyer used to say something like that. I, you know, I used to quote it or something. But, you know, we're always joining the shortest queue. We're trying to multitask. We wake up first thing in the morning. We check our phone. We look for that dopamine hit mm-hmm. where we get a feel good, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever, a video that we watch. And it's just, again, instantaneous. Mm-hmm. And I always have the pull to do those things. You mm-hmm. wake up, you want to watch something. You wake up, you want to see what's someone's liked something someone's done something and you get that shortcut to dopamine mm-hmm. hit but it just reinforces you want it again you want the pace yeah. to keep going mm-hmm. so yeah there's always the pull to, mm-hmm. to be like that yeah always rushing in an airport that's another one i can't actually fathom how people can rush in an airport when they're there about four hours before their flight's there but everybody has this like this ingrained panic, panic yes, quick, of quick, quick. flight's gonna go flight's gonna you go you see what gate it is and then you, you see what gate race. it is and all of a sudden just because the gate's announced you think that means the flight door's closing but like it's actually not true Do you've yes. got another five hours to and wait. your seat's allocated anyway so yes. you don't need to get to the front of the queue 100 yeah. so there's always rush everybody feels mm-hmm. i've got to do something faster i've got to get there sooner and we all we all do it okay so so what you know what hope do we have then how can we as believers find a different way and what what does the word tell us yeah there's a better there's a better pace do you know mm-hmm. I, I think whenever i think of, of god and where he's at you know it says and it's isaiah i'll read it here it's isaiah 40 verse 28 to 31 it says do you not know have you not heard the lord is the everlasting god the creator of the ends of the earth and we'll know these verses it says that he will not grow tired or weary and his understanding no one can fathom. And then these are the bits that people will really know. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There's a better way. And, and I always I always remind myself of these verses as well. That God doesn't get tired. Mm-hmm. He doesn't grow tired or weary. I get tired. I am burdened by the demands, the never-ending demands of work and family and stress. 
but God doesn't actually get tired. So for me to get more strength and to, to adopt a better pace in life, it's not about getting my own strength. It's about going yeah. to God who never gets tired yeah. and reminding myself actually what, what's the most important thing here. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a quote, it's John Mark Comer. Uh, I think he says that the solution to an over busy life is not more time. Yeah. It's about you know, simplifying your life around what really matters. Yeah. And for me, that's what this, these verses mm-hmm. remind me of. What mm-hmm. really matters in these moments is I go to God to get my strength to deal with the demands of the day. Yeah, that's an interesting quote, isn't it? Because I think that's what we all think is the answer. If I just had a few more hours in the day. We'll do more. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But human nature is just going to be able to squeeze more into that. That's and right. God knows that, you know, that isn't the answer. So th- this verse, it talks about, you know, why does God use eagles as an example? You know, what is it about? Because there's nothing by accident. Okay, yeah. so e- eagles are great, and I'm not some creepy bird watcher. I don't actually watch birds, but you know like, no, no, been one of your, not one of your hobbies. No. You're always up Scrabble Tower. Oh, I'm up Scrabble Tower. Not, but I'm not, I'm not, not looking birds. I'm not a weirdo, but um, <laughs> you know, um, eagles. Eagles are fascinating, right? So they, they are. They operate at higher altitudes than other birds, but actually, what they do is in the middle of the storm. They use the wind, the thermal updraft that, that rise, the wind rises up and they use it to get higher and higher and higher. Mm-hmm. But they do it by conserving their energy. Other birds flap around like crazy, but the eagle, as it says, will will soar on wings like eagles. They fly above the storm, but they use mm-hmm. the power of the air like, mm-hmm. and they, they conserve energy. They have a good skeletal structure and things like that, but they use the power of the air. They use the power of their situation to yes. rise high above it. And actually for me, that that pace is just, I love that because you're Mm -hmm. not seeing an eagle flapping like crazy to get above the storm. Yeah. And the wonderful thing is, and we'll probably come into some of this as well about storms, is the eagle actually uses the storm to get above the storm. Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating because Mm -hmm. if if the winds aren't going crazy, then the eagle can't get as high. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, God's making no mistakes in Mm -hmm. these verses. You know, he talks about that. When you're tired, when you're weary, when you've got so much going on, use that by going to God get fresh strength and he'll rise you you'll be raised above it that's brilliant i think absolutely fantastic fantastic Mm -hmm. yeah and i mean i know um i think andrew's maybe alluded to this on some of the podcasts and we've talked about this before you know you are a gym lover is that right you love the gym and i think andrew might have (sighs) taken the mickey a few times about how you're all into rest and recovery so you'll do yes, like yes, exercises, mm-hmm. but then actually he's always like sort of casting yes, aspersions of like, how much exercise are you doing, Adam? Yes, he makes, you he makes jokes that yeah. I, I do very little in the gym. It's yes, because all this um, rest, yeah, resting yeah. that you're doing. But like, explain about this because it's actually quite interesting, isn't it? How our bodies are designed, how our muscles grow yeah, it's, it's, and, it's and the, the process that our bodies go through. The, yeah, the process physically of what how you manage in the gym. So whenever you lift weights, so I'm not I'm not nerd out here, but whenever you and I am kind of <laughs> promise. Went, uh, here we go, buckle up, viewers and listeners, it's gonna be great. So what happens is in the gym, whenever you lift weights, there's a stress on your body. Okay, so what happens is you damage the muscle, so micro tears and the fibers and things like that. But the growth itself doesn't come from the lifting of the weights, doesn't come from the damage. The okay. actual growth when your muscle then repairs, it repairs when you rest. Okay. It's the days after. That's mm-hmm. why whenever you go and you hit a certain body part in the gym, let's say you're going to lift weights on your arms, you don't go the next day and lift weights on your arms again. You rest for 48, 72 hours, depending on what you've done. Mm-hmm. And that's where it grows. Yeah. When you rest, when you recover, when you eat a lot of food, that's, 
that's when <laughs> they good. grow. That's it's it's a dream life. Do you know what I mean? Go to the gym and just eat all around you. Like that's uh-huh. and that's what happens. They grow then. Yes. So the growth is in the resting. It's yeah. not in the damage. Uh, yeah. Which usually people think I lift weights, then they grow. No, it, it's in the resting. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant. Just again, I think even basically physically. Do you know? I'm just, when you say people have got a lot going on you say get a good night's sleep rest mm-hmm. and recover and people's mindset changes do you know mm-hmm. so physically you can't it's not on you can't underrate that it's so yes. important to do it yeah. but yet in the gym I, I just love that and you, you get signs if you're over training if you're training too hard you will have like decreased performance in the gym mm-hmm. your weightlifting won't be as successful you'll be exhausted you're susceptible mm-hmm. to injury you'll get fatigue so these things happen when you're doing too yes. much and you're not resting yeah. enough yeah. absolutely well, i know um for us and when we're in, in the business when we're kind of coaching people and often we're working with people who are working extremely long hours and it's almost like they get they get into that cycle of well do you know what there's so much on in the week i'll just start if i if i check my emails on a sunday night mm-hmm. then i feel prepared for the week ahead and you know if i just go back onto the laptop each evening just for half an hour yeah then it means i've got a head start on the next day and they start to convince themselves that they're more productive if they give more time yeah but actually then it's more and more and more and more time and actually the amount of hours they're putting in when they start to step back and look at it, they're actually becoming less productive. That's right. Because they can't give their best in their normal work day because they've just become exhausted. Yeah. And that lengthened work day then and mm-hmm. not allowing that time for rest means they're less focused. That's right. The work's of a poorer quality mm-hmm. and they're not enjoying it anymore because it doesn't seem to be any separation between work time and rest time and the whole work-life balance. Absolutely. It's kind of gone out just the window. The floor. Yeah. yeah, Yeah, it does. So it is that sense of we are created as people for productivity and for rest. Yeah. And yet actually... There's just been such so much value in the, the West on the productivity side that when we're resting, we don't feel at rest because there's this feeling of what am I producing or why am I not producing? Yeah. And if I'm not producing, then who am I? Yeah. So I suppose I was like, you know, it's come into that sense of like that. What did, what did God model out for, to us in the first place? And why is it so important that we realign with that? Yeah, it's 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 this pace of rest that he ultimately has created. So it's it's a theme right throughout Scripture. So the, the definition of rest is to cease from activity, but not not solely to cease from physically doing things, but it's to cease and then be refreshed. Like that, that's what rest means. So it's it's more than just stopping. Um, and a lot of time I speak to people when when you talk about doing more, the more I do, the more I am. It, it's a total myth. So when you stop, it's actually about letting go. And getting mm-hmm. getting rid of the need to be in control all the time. So I think that example of the person who works harder, checks their emails, has to do more, it's because they want to feel in control yeah. and feel that I'm responsible for producing. Yeah. I'm responsible for the blessing that comes in my life. And that's a total myth. Because mm-hmm. if you believe that, then you've got to sustain that. Yeah. And to sustain that level, that capacity, that pace, it is relentless. And ultimately, as you say, the performance decreases Mm -hmm. the physical stress comes but there's a different way of doing it god has this better rhythm and it it is rest it's it's always been at the center of how he orders our lives so god what you see is he creates the world in six days and then he on the seventh day he stops and he rests but we've already established that god doesn't get tired Mm -hmm. do you know so it's not that he rested because he was tired he rested to enjoy and appreciate Mm -hmm what he'd made yeah and a lot of the times the pace is we have to rest pause 
appreciate who we are, mm-hmm. appreciate who God is, what he's called us for. And as I said with the John Mark Comer quote, realign what's yes. actually important. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's almost like if we don't read that right, we go, oh, God rested because his work was complete. Mm-hmm. And then if we go, well, then we can, I know for myself that I can fall into that trap of going, well, I, I can I can rest when I've kind of got everything done that mm-hmm. I wanted to accomplish in that day. But actually where we'll fall down is because the enemy will always be saying, but what about that? Well, you didn't yeah. quite do that. And it's that sense of missing the mark. And I think we need to get away from that. At times we can put expectations on ourselves mm-hmm. that the Lord's yeah. never put on us. That's He's right. not expecting us to get through this many things. He's not mm-hmm. expecting this to be done. Or But that's that sense of completion. It's recognizing that we are complete already in him. Yeah. Doing that extra thing doesn't complete us. Achieving that goal doesn't complete us. We already are complete. Yeah, so we that, can sit good. back and rest. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we are we are already enough. Like God mm-hmm. already sees us as complete and we can enjoy him and his presence without the need to do more. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good point. And again, I think that does motivate people to do more because mm-hmm. they feel that their identity is wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, when we're looking, well, we've just talked about how the, you know, God's set the whole thing up that there's... There's a time when he worked and then there was a time when he stopped and he paused because he completed his work. And and when Jesus came and he, you know, walked the earth, there was so much demand. It's almost like if we think social workers were busy, then sure. we want to have a look at the life of Jesus. Jesus was and mad yes, busy. How did, so how did he cope with all of that? And, and what do we see that he modeled out as he walked? Because he came, wasn't that he... He operated in supernatural power, but he, he walked as a man. He, so he would have yeah. experienced tiredness. He yeah. would have got weary at times. But, you know, how did, how did he deal with physically feeling exhausted and yeah. emotion, you know, dealing with human emotions? Yeah, but he, was, he was confined to his body at the end of the day still. Yeah. Like he still had the limitations that a physical body has. Jesus, I love this about Jesus. He was always busy, always busy, but never rushed. You know, there's a real difference Do you know you mm-hmm. can have so much on your plate you can have the volume of things that you are doing but he was never rushed he was never led by those demands he was always led by what he felt that his father had put in front of him purpose and what he'd called him for so it's yeah it's the height of busyness we see in mark chapter one this is um i think that the book in mark was written for the romans and it was action-packed it was jesus heals this person then he does this then he goes to do this and the romans would have loved that so in the height of busyness in Mark chapter one, he heals Peter's mother-in-law. And then that evening he heals all the sick and they all come to him all night. He casts out demons. The whole town is at the door. And then the very next morning, because he, he heals them all. And the very next morning, they're all still looking for him. But it says very early in the morning when it was still dark, Jesus go, gets up, leaves the house and finds a place on his own to pray. So much so that the disciples then come after him and go, everybody's looking for you where were you like where where have you been that's what everyone says to me in my house <laughs> I, sure I try do. and disappear for You're five, gone for five minutes, minutes just five minutes peace and then all i hear where were you where were you everything's looking for falling you. apart yes uh, yeah i'm sure no this is this is what happens so like they're all saying where are you what's going on there everybody's looking for you so jesus has so many demands placed on him even after he's already met their needs, they're coming back again. Yes, it's this constant, constant, no matter constant, how much you try. and yeah, Constant. And he models this life of rest, which is no matter what demands I have, I'm going to start my day or I'm going to start this time 
learning from my father, going on my own and listening to his voice. Mm-hmm. This this model, like it can't be any clearer than this. It's like Jesus mm-hmm. had so many demands, but he wasn't influenced by the demands. That's yes. the difference. I have yeah. so many demands in work, but in my weakest moments, I'm influenced by them. Yeah. All the things I have to do, all the to-do lists, yes. it's never ending. And but the G- expectations. The expectations. Well. Yes, yes, the expectations of other people. Yeah. And the expectations of what other people think I should be doing as well, such as what we have in this story. Everybody's looking for you. But mm-hmm. Jesus was never influenced by that. So we have so many options. We are pulled from pillar to post. But the way to do it is to set yourself in in those moments but listening to God first and foremost, mm-hmm. that that's the model, yeah. the model of rest. Yes. And he, he did it, of course, yeah. he did it so well, it's Jesus. But it was incredible just the impact that it has. Yeah, because it it's like, what voice are we going to listen to? Because mm-hmm. there's often going to be a lot of voices that are shouting and sometimes we respond to the one that's shouting the loudest. That's right. But actually, the Lord always speaks to us in the, the still small voice. Yeah. And um, for us to be able to hear that, it is that sense of we've got to remove ourselves from all the noise and all the distraction. And mm-hmm. it's not that all the voices shouting are bad. Like my kids can be shouting and then it's right for them to be looking for mom. And, you know, it's right for certain people to be mm-hmm. coming to me to ask for different things. Yeah. But actually, I'm not going to be able to be the best version of myself for those people That's if right. I haven't had that time where I can be at rest myself you've got to tune your senses to mm-hmm. God's voice so I, so in in my my former years I am um, I did kickboxing and I actually am um, man of many talents what can I say and I, I <laughs> before did, the gym was this before this is before the, before the, the being gym, a gym nurse yes. but I did kickboxing and I did a lot of fights and competitions and in those moments you're you have to tune your senses not just your physical senses to the fight in front of you but you have to tune your senses to your coach's voice mm-hmm. in the middle of of the crowd because there's loads of people come to watch you and they're shouting and the other corner are shouting and the other coach is shouting but you've got to tune your senses to your coach yeah. who's then giving you the advice of where to go and where to move and it's incredibly difficult mm-hmm. but that's that's where the success is yeah you know, and listen to his voice because he can see the, the bigger picture yeah so it's um you know i have to learn that physically but spiritually that's what we need to do because yeah. the voices aren't going away mm-hmm. you just have to tune your senses to drown them out yeah. You can't get rid of the demands of life. Life is, as we said, the pace is never ending. It's not going to slow down. Mm-hmm. Life is not going to slow down. But there's a better way to do it, which is to drown that out or at least to mm-hmm. limit its influence on you. Yes. But yeah. to hear, like I would with my coach, mm-hmm. um, you know, to be able to hear his voice and drown out everything else. Yeah. I think one of the, the things that you'd talked about, Adam, when we were doing this in the Bible study was a quote by Caroline Leaf, which was, other people's urgency is not your emergency. That's a great quote, isn't it? Isn't it really good? Yeah. Other people's urgency is not your emergency. And yet so much, so many times in life, that's what happens, isn't mm-hmm. it? We have that. We had it this morning in the house because Hope couldn't find something. So then she's yelling at Sophie, where's my water bottle? Where's my water bottle? Yeah. I need my water bottle. Daddy's going, da, 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 you know, and it was just like panic. And every, it suddenly had to be yeah. everybody else's problem. Yeah. And, you know, but I think, I do that myself. I think we all at times, you know, we panic about things and then all of a sudden we're, we're, we're pushing that on everybody mm-hmm. else. And we've got to at times step back, haven't we? And, you know, a water bottle is not a massive situation to deal with, mm-hmm. but at times it can be things where we're getting drawn into things. Yeah. And as much as we're trying to keep our life more balanced, we're getting dragged into mm-hmm. other people's stuff. It's, yeah, it's the expectations of other people. I love that quote with Caroline Leaf, you know, and, and whenever you read it there, I, I thought of families in particular, that's where you get a lot of demands, a lot of expectations of not just 
little things, but who you should be, the way you should do things, the way that you need to be on a certain day. Everybody expects the way people expected Jesus to do this at this time, when they thought, when they wanted. And for us, it's about finding a pace of life where you learn to say no to that, not to be people pleasers, but to learn to say, what is God directing me to? That's difficult because you do lose people along the way who don't Mm -hmm. understand the calling on your life or the purpose that God's put in you. But it's about maintaining those good, healthy boundaries to go, what God has said to me, this is important. And actually what's your urgency isn't my, isn't my emergency. I'm not going to be necessarily influenced by that. Do you know? Yes, I'll be around to help and support you, but it's about how you find a better pace to trust what's God telling me first and foremost that's fantastic and there was a great Paul Scanlon quote that you had do you want to Paul Scanlon love this quote I think he says that if you place your emotional home in someone else you give them the power to make you homeless I think it's absolutely brilliant Mm -hmm. so if you put yourself your emotional security in not just someone but in somebody else in a certain situation in your job in your success if you put your security in that, the moment someone disappoints you, the moment someone um, abandons you, the moment the situation turns sour, you are made emotionally homeless. Mm-hmm. You, they have the power. It has the power to evict you. Yeah. And actually, I think that is such a powerful statement because you've got to put your emotional security the way Jesus did, sets a rhythm and sets a pace of my security is in who God says I am and what he directs me to do. Then you can't be made emotionally homeless. Yeah. Or spiritually, in that case. Fabulous. Well, just to round up here, Adam, I know um, some people can kind of think, well, you don't, you don't understand just the amount of things that I have going on or the almost like the, the weight that I'm carrying at the minute. You know, and we don't want to make light of some of the difficult situations mm. that people are having to walk through and the sense of everyday um, just being at times just overwhelmed mm. with just different pressures um or just particularly difficult seasons that somebody's walking through so what would you say um what sort of from the word what verses kind of helped you to to shoulder things or to not shoulder not to have to feel like you're under the weight yeah when, when i think when i think about rest and i think about that rhythm of it it's matthew 11 verse 28 to 30 and so you come to me all you hear labor all you're heavy laden and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you learn from me for i'm gentle and lowly in heart and you'll find rest for your souls and then jesus says my yoke is easy and my burden is light i love that verse and i love those verses because it's more than just fluffiness if god makes things light the context Mm -hmm. is as most people will know people were under the burden of the mosaic law under what the pharisees were saying which was ultimately if you work harder you you will then get more of god's blessing and it's under the the burden of the law was the original Mm -hmm. context so jesus comes to a completely destroy that view because the picture is the two ox the the oxen as one of them who is bigger larger more experienced who then tells and helps the younger one Mm -hmm. where to go when they're pulling the plow so the imagery is that jesus the more experienced the stronger he sets the tone and actually with the way the harness works is it's only the bigger and more experienced ox is the one who can set the pace and if the younger one tries to push or go Mm -hmm. this way or go at a different pace they can't move the bigger ox so Jesus just sits patiently and waits. So the rest, it, it's brilliant. But when he doesn't, he also doesn't pull us, you know, yes. so that we're we're running behind him. It's done in tandem with each other. Mm-hmm. So the the imagery is brilliant. So Jesus is saying here, come to me if you're working hard. You feel like it all rests on you. 
come to me and learn from me because this rhythm is not like what the yeah. Pharisees had said, which is keep the law, keep the obligations, all the legal things, and God will bless you. Mm-hmm. He said, no, this is totally different. You just walk with me. Yeah. And that's where the blessings are. That's where life in itself yes. is. So I think that I understand people have so much going on. And Jesus says, you know, take my yoke upon you. It's easy. The burden is light mm-hmm. um, so that you're not feeling the weight of it. Yes. And I often think about when we make decisions and when we feel we're not at rest, often what we do is, is I call it fear-based decisions where we feel that we have to do something, whether it's work or family or live up to the expectation of somebody. And we feel that we have to do it because if we don't do that mm-hmm. thing, then it's going to be go sour. It's not going to work out. We're going to lose this thing in our job or our health's going to get worse. So we feel the demand pulls us in the direction mm-hmm. and it's a fear-based decision. Yeah. Whereas God doesn't lead us like that. He leads us in peace. Yeah. So you need to be led by peace. So I'm thinking of an example in work. I may feel led by the demand of I must do this thing because if I don't do this thing, then I'll get overwhelmed. I'll get burdened. The situation for the family may not go well. But the way I look at it, instead of being led by that, I'm led by peace, which is I'm an experienced practitioner. I'm a professional. I'm trusting my intuition. I'll get the time. I'll fix my mind in the right place. And Mm -hmm. then I make the decision. So I understand people have got so much going on. But take a moment like Jesus did for those who are listening or watching and operate from that rest. He sets the pace and just find that time, the model, the way Jesus did it. Yeah. And actually, that's the way that you operate and rest and allow that burden just to be lifted from you. Brilliant. Because the result was mm-hmm. from the bigger rocks. That mm-hmm. he, he was the one who actually was setting yes. the pace and the success um, came um, there. Was carrying the weight of it all. Yeah, yeah. carried the weight Fantastic. of it all. Fantastic. And I love, you know, just rounding up here that learn from me. I think we all, like we were saying at the start, we want these instantaneous results, mm-hmm. don't we? we? We want to just, you know, be able to read that verse, quote it a few times, mm-hmm. and then the next day, Oh, Jesus, you're just carrying the burden. But sure. actually, I think it is a process that we need to go through to continually be mm-hmm. given those weights over to be continually saying, Jesus, help me learn from you. Because it's probably, and as much as we've learned to live very busy lives, mm-hmm. then learning to, to adopt a slower pace is probably going to take time. It's going to be something that we have to readjust, realign yeah. to, and practice probably on a that. daily basis have mm-hmm. to continually practice and keep learning you know and and keep giving things over and i think what i liked about what you said earlier just is that it is that letting go mm-hmm. rest is actually about not just stopping because a lot of people can rest because they stop working mm-hmm. but they don't rest in their minds right. because they actually haven't let go That's and they right. do all these things to kind of unwind like all oh, just watch netflix all night or we'll go and have a spa day mm-hmm. or we'll we'll do this we'll do that but actually that's just distraction but it's not actually rest before the demands start again yeah yeah and it's about how you find that pace of rest in the middle of it mm-hmm. as i said that example of uh, kickboxing because the demands are there the voices are there but you've got to slow down to tune your senses mm-hmm. to, to what god has sent in the middle of it spa yeah. days are great sure i love them actually become a new convert to spa days oh my word God, i should admit that um but <laughs> i was gonna I, say i absolutely now love andrew it. knows that no oh my shame word. andrew talk about it all you want i absolutely <laughs> love them um but again that's just a distraction as you say yeah you've gotta find the pace in the middle of the madness yes, absolutely well listen we hope you have enjoyed that tonight thank you so much adam Thanks for much. all of your insights around that. beaten burnout mm-hmm. and tune in next time next week for the very final episode the final episode of 10 reasons why oh my, my goodness. goodness we're finishing oh, for for the first season and then we'll be back All right, thank you. Hope you've enjoyed it.